Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. My guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook on a Wednesday and Brent Musburger in studio with us today for the first half hour. Uh, always great to have Brent in studio. Vinny Maiulo here with me, Matt Humans and uh, Vinny. Uh, before we get to Brent, let's talk yeah. about the Red Sox and the Yankees. We've got a rivalry now. We we didn't have much to talk about in the American League East with these two teams. It was lopsided for the first uh, half of the season. The Yankees right back in it. They pulled even with the Red Sox, and they've wiped out that deficit that uh, we talked about at the All-Star break. And the Red Sox and Yankees do it again tonight in the Bronx. They do, Matt. And uh, the Yankees, uh, not really surprising. I guess they're on a roll. You know, we talk about baseball being a very streaky sport for, for teams, but also for betters and, uh, and the numbers. little move to the Yankees here opened about a dime. We used 12 cents here at the South Point, up to 15 cents, Matt. Total on the game sitting at 10. And uh, the Yankees also favored on the run line as well. Listen, we uh, we talked about they were giving up a month ago. They got, we got them as high as 20. 25 to 1, couldn't yeah. overreact. We talked about that. Why don't you just, you know, make them as high as possible? Look like they were they were dead. Uh, but <laughs> one thing about the Yankees, with their resources, mainly cash, they're never dead. Well, you made that point uh, before the trade deadline, too. You said you can't adjust the Yankees' odds too much. You can't raise them too much because the Yankees have the resources to make big deals yeah. at the deadline. And they did that, exactly that. They got Anthony Rizzo, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo. Uh, the pitching staff has uh, been better, even though the bullpen has right. been inclined to implode. But uh, I think every team's more or less got a shaky bullpen at times. Uh, that's nitpicking. The Yankees, when their lineup right now is fully healthy, it looks like an all-star lineup. Yeah. Look at this. Yankees have a race to deficit now. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox each five games back in the East. 
They're even in the standings after the Yankees were 10 and a half games back on July 6th. The third largest deficit either team has erased in the entire rivalry. In 1978, the Yankees erased a 14-game deficit. That was the year of Bucky bleeping Dent. And uh, 1949, Red Sox raced a 12-game deficit. Vinny, I know you remember 1978 well. Oh, I do. I remember that. I was a Met fan, but I had a lot of Yankee uh, friends who were Yankee fans. I had just moved here permanently to uh, uh-huh. Yankee. By the way, when Bucky Dent hit that home run, uh, it was not his bat. Mickey Rivers' bat. He, uh, Bucky Dent, uh, in that playoff game, mm-hmm. uh, Bucky Dent uh, splintered his bat, I think, on a foul ball. And Mick, uh, Mickey, Mick the Quick said, here, try this one. Well, the we Yankees are uh, 68 and 52. They've won five in a row to get to 16 over. And the Red Sox right now 69 and 53. And they've lost uh, two in a row. Both teams still chasing the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> uh, remarkable yeah. franchise. So the pitching matchup tonight, uh, Pavetta and Haney. And uh, Haney has been off to a rough start with the Yankees. He's a five-ball pitcher, Vinny. And he's yeah. been, I'll say, kind of set up to fail a little bit here in his uh, first couple weeks with the Yankees because he's, he's pitching – in a uh, park in the Bronx where it's, mm-hmm. not, it's tough to be a fly ball pitcher. And his other start was in the cornfields in Iowa where the ball was flying out that day too. So uh, Haney's kind of a tough guy to bet on here. Would you – I'm thinking about taking a look at the Red Sox at a plus price tonight. I'm not – I'm actually uh, not going to play it, I don't think. But uh, that would be the side I think I would take a look at. Here. Well, I don't blame you, Matt. I mean, when you look at this game and, 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 and the total speaks to Haney as well, right, when, uh, when you look at it sitting at 10 – uh, and his propensity to give up fly balls and the way the Yankees are hitting and the Red Sox are going to come out swinging. Uh, wait around a little bit. You might be uh, you might get a better price uh, if you're thinking yeah, about the Red Sox. Might be the case. All right, yeah. your Mets are fading fast. Vinny. Oh, my goodness gracious. Trail the Giants right now 1-0, bottom of the fourth, and the Mets uh, dropped the game last night to San Francisco. The Mets have dropped five in a row to fall under 500 at 59 and 64 and a half games back in the NL East. And uh, like I said, right now the Mets Giants in progress. Matt, the Mets are 4-12 and 12 in the month of August. They started the month in first place, had about a three-game lead, four-game lead on some days. Uh, then uh, well, we know what happened. Philly, who's now faltered as well. Philly went on that eight-game winning streak, swept the Mets, and now they've lost uh, five of seven themselves. But the Mets, even Steve Cohen, uh, yesterday started to uh, first time we've uh, seen him voice his complete displeasure. He's a little bit frustrated. I don't blame him. You're spending that kind of money and uh, you're paying guys to be on the uh, on the IL too Vinny, long. How did the uh, how did the betting market get it so wrong yesterday in the NBA Summer League Championship game here in Las Vegas? I walked into the South Point. The Celtics were six point favorites over the Kings. And last night, the Kings crushed the Celtics 100-67. to Matt, we opened that game 5 and closed it 7. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, bet the, uh, they bet the Celtics. And, uh, of course, we know what happened. They got blown out. And uh, another, uh, another summer league is coming on here in Las Vegas. Very successful. All right, Brent Musburger in studio. Stay tuned. My guys in the desert from the South Point, the autumn wind is a Raider. I'm going to change that to the August wind blows in a Raider. Brent Musburger, the voice of the Las Vegas Raiders in studio with us. Great to see you again this week. Ah, Matty. Vinny, great to be with you. And uh, you know what? I didn't tell Vinny this, but I slipped into the counter 
and I bet on his Mets. <laughs> okay? So here I am. I'm keeping an eye on that, trailing by uh, one. And I do know that you whispered the name of probably the best moneymaker in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh. That's unbelievable how right. many people. Yeah, the Yankees, the Red Sox, they get the headlines. Yep. But, Vinny, it's Tampa that wins the cash. Brent, on, I mean, on a consistent basis, on a big favorite today, uh, let's face it, they got the Orioles. They're up to 340 because 320 wasn't high think enough. The threes. They just think about get, the threes. Yeah, think about it. In the mean, old days, you didn't have that many no, threes. No, not that many. Not with this much time to go into season simple. until uh, the last week of the yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is interesting. I've seen a lot of Rays games at the Trop because my parents lived down there. Right. And uh, we'd always go to the Yankees games, and it would be 90% Yankees fans. Oh, absolutely. But this Rays franchise is remarkable. Look at all the pitchers they've lost in the past two years. Uh, They don't have superstars on that team at all. They've got a a minuscule payroll, and Brent, they just are dominating this division again. Absolutely. Didn't they really develop – uh, the bullpen as starters, mm-hmm. didn't they really? Weren't they the right, first, the first team, team to really do that? And now almost every team mm-hmm. uses some semblance of it. The Dodgers have been using a lot of it this year. Yeah, they go with openers, Brent, uh, and uh, and you know it's the way they, the way they construct the team. I, but I think it's also a, a, a really a tribute to their scouting. Uh, their entire Agreed. organization, the way they manage Agreed. the team, the coaching staff, and frankly, the medical staff. Uh, you know, Brent and I had a conversation about medical yeah. staffs before. This one is uh, as good as any. All right, we're a few weeks away from Monday night football Indeed. in Las Vegas. Man, you got to be jacked up for this. I know how fired up you get for football season. Ravens, Raiders <laughs> at Allegiant Stadium on uh, that Monday night. Right now, Ravens, four-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 51. You're so fired up about this, you were tweeting about the game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, as long as everybody gets a chuckle out of a tweet, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to laugh in this country. All right, because... Because the Raiders announced um, Governor Sisolak mm-hmm. made a deal with with owner Mark Davis. I think it's a fair it's a fair deal. Okay, you cannot go and attend a Raider game in person. Okay, unless you've been vaccinated. All right. Okay. So, actually, when I sent it out, it said "Congrats to Nevada Gov." But somebody changed it to Guy, okay? But anyway, <laughs> his ruling that you can't enter Allegiant Stadium without COVID prevents unvaccinated Raven quarterback Lamar Jackson from playing against the Raiders. <laughs> now, that's a guy who cares. Take the Raiders <laughs> plus five. I think you said it was four and a half. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, if you're a quarterback, you got to get the vaccination. Right. Come on, Lamar. And, uh, and the youngster up at uh, Minnesota, Cousins, come on. You're the leader of the band. And, oh, by the way, Lamar's only had COVID twice. What do you think? Anyway, also, I tell you, I want to pass this along because I'm sure we've got some uh, listeners or viewers right now on COVID who are uh, season ticket holders or have tickets to any game this year. Uh, I did go up on Clear Health to to register my pass because I was vaccinated earlier last spring. And it's not that difficult. You can do it. Just follow the directions. If a dummy like me can get it done, uh, so can fans. And I think it'll be uh, it'll be very easy getting into the stadium. But you have to be vaccinated. And, and that was the deal. And uh, Mark Davis said, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you want your money back, the Raiders will give it back. I thought that was fair. Uh, or they will use it to apply to the tickets next year. But the trade-off is you don't have to wear a mask. Right. Uh, Vinny and Matt, yeah. I asked Arlene, who was, who was at the game, you know, as a fan, I said, Arlene, what was the mask? And she said, Brent, maybe a third of the crowd had masks yeah. on. They kept yeah. yelling at people to put the masks on all game long. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, 
Yeah, that's a, that's an odd situation with uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, right? That's oh, something yeah. I think they've got to uh, attend to before the season starts. Uh, Brent, I hope we don't have more COVID chaos during this football season. Uh, the NFL is going to do business. We saw that last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, college football still could be in a little bit of jeopardy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, more sensitive mm-hmm. to cases, and it does seem like the Delta variant has struck younger people. Yeah. Oh. The original uh, Chinese flu, as it was called, hit people my age. And so we kind of went quickly uh, to get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it seems to be more spread when it comes uh, when it comes to ages. But you're exactly right, Matt. Uh, colleges could be in jeopardy. The NFL owners are pushing hard. Uh, teams like the Raiders, they need a cash flow. They lost mm-hmm. a lot of income last year, sure. okay? Yeah. And it definitely impacted their decisions on moving some veteran offensive linemen to try and reduce that salary cap, okay? I mean, teams were hit hard. Pe- mm-hmm. People don't realize that the television contracts are huge, obviously, but they don't realize that cash flow on a weekly basis that comes to these teams when, when they host games at home. I mean, it's significant. When you got 65,000 folks here, oh, yeah. and this year it'll be seven, I'm sorry, nine home games because the AFC is, is going to have, uh, uh, is gonna have yeah. that extra game. Uh, and with next year it'll go game. to eight, then, yeah. but well, there will be four preseasons, two at home. Right. So, so that's how the rotation works. Perfect. All right, so uh, I guess you need somebody to edit your tweets there, right? Congrats <laughs> to Nevada Gov. That's supposed to say not Nevada guy. Yeah, I wish I'd had you. He's a guy <laughs> looking over me yesterday. They would have seen. Of course he means the Nevada Gov, okay? <laughs> he is a Nevada the, guy, Steve Sislak. But he is a Nevada guy. The Gov's the guy. Right. So it's not Hey, hey, Vinny and Vinny and Maddie, I was standing outside before you guys came in, and and a nice young man came up he's from uh, the Power Rank, one word, PowerRank.com. He gives me, he says, we keep stats. And I said, yeah, sure, let me have one. All right, which play defensively now results in the most fumbles lost? Let me, let me ask you two guys. I suppose I shouldn't have been surprised by this, uh, but, but there are two significant stats here. Both of them are well over 30%. Hmm. Most fumbles lost. Obviously, the running play is one. Okay? Sure. 32.2. And and the next one, Vinny, the sack. Okay? Okay. How about Fair that? Enough. 31% of the fumbles lost are, are the sacks. So if guys are looking at stats... Uh, getting ready to bet individual games, you might you might want to keep an eye no, on. No, let's stats. talk about this too because uh, the Raiders' biggest problem last year was defense. No and Lamar Jackson is mm-hmm. going to be really tough to defend. No obviously, question. in that Monday night opener, uh, do you feel like the Raiders have improved dramatically on defense, or is that yet to be seen? It, I think it's yet to be seen, yeah. Matty. Uh, listen, they looked they looked pretty good against Seattle. Seattle didn't use their ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think we can really tell until the big boys come in. Now we're deeper. I will say one thing. They are significantly deeper in the defensive line with guys who mm-hmm. I think have some talent, okay? There's no question about that. Now, whether we're better in the secondary, I think it's way, way too early. To tell. We, we had a youngster fan on a tackle, which gave up the only touchdown to Seattle on that far sideline. All I had to do was get the young man out right. of bounds. So I, I think everybody just kind of 
Hold on, and, and yeah. we will see. I, I agree with Brent. I mean, when you look at it, your secondary is better if you're getting pressure up front. The 49ers, a couple of years ago, when they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, their, front, their, their, their pass rush was the key for their secondary. No I question. Mean, not going to take anything away from the secondary, but the, the fact of the matter is if you're applying that kind of pressure, and the Raiders, I agree with you, Brent. I think they did improve their, their, their defensive pass rush on the edge in particular. So, well, we'll see. Uh, linebacking should be better. But if, you, if you're yeah. getting more pressure up front, it's going to make you secondary better. All right, the Raiders were a really good bet last week in the uh, preseason opener. Opened one and a half point favorites, close two and a half here. Two and a half here, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some places went to three, didn't matter. 20 to seven, no Marcus Mariota. Nathan Peterman played all but one snap in the game. Uh, One of the keys to that handicap, Brent, I thought the Seattle Seahawks were basically going to be asleep at the wheel. Pete Carroll, uh, was not going to play Russell Wilson, not going to play some of his frontline guys with Dwayne Brown Absolutely. and Jamal Adams uh, holding out the Seahawks. We've seen this with uh, some teams. I think we're going to see it more this year. Some coaches aren't going to care about this preseason. They're not going to put an emphasis on it. One of the guys in that category, Sean McVay of the Rams, who said he's not going to play Matthew Stafford. This week, the Raiders open as one-point favorites over the Rams. Within two hours, it shoots to seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. now selling back in around five and a half or so here at the uh, at the South Point. And and you know what's interesting? Everybody should keep in mind the Raiders and the Rams are scrimmaging even as we speak right now right. in California, and they will do the same tomorrow. Now, in those scrimmages, uh, for those fans who have never attended, uh, the coaches control it. And so let's say that on the schedule, it's time for red zone work, okay? And keep in mind that John Gruden and McVeigh are very, very good friends. In fact, John gave McVeigh his first job down in Tampa uh, when John was a head coach down there of the Buccaneers. Okay, it's red zone. Now the Raiders will run uh, X number of plays against the Rams from the 15-yard line, from the five-yard line, and then it'll switch. And there's no time pressure. The beauty of the scrimmage is there's no time pressure, okay? You don't have to work against the Mm -hmm. clock. You're working with your guys out there. The coaches are on the field very close to the action. Now, Stafford will play in these scrimmages. This is what's interesting, okay? Now, they don't hammer each other. But they still they still deliver some licks in these scrimmages. I was kind of surprised when I when I took the gig with the Raiders when I watched it. I think it was the Detroit Lions uh, the first year John was at camp. They had a couple of scrimmages, but the coaches and the players get so much more out of that than they do just the game. And so obviously, as Matt points out, when you look at that number ballooning, it's the fact that Gruden does attempt to win preseason games, and McVeigh could care less. Right. Yeah. By the way, we did get to three briefly last week, Matt. Then we did close it at two okay. and a half. And, uh, uh, we did, when we got to seven here, we went to six and a half. So they did find the uh, okay. did find the uh, the buyback threshold. Well, what do you think the plan is for the Raiders quarterbacks against the Rams? Uh, John Gruden probably has not revealed that. We, we would think Derek Carr is going to play a little bit. Marcus Mariota has got to get a much longer look this yeah. week, assuming that leg injury, whatever it was, is uh, better. You have to keep in mind that Marcus Mariota is good trade bait. Now, I don't want anybody, oh, well, I now. Keep in mind that there are teams like Indianapolis that still have to settle on who the starting quarterback is. There are two youngsters that looked pretty good last weekend. But, and even down in Houston, we don't know what that situation is going to be like down there. The Nathan Peterman saga makes it so much easier for the Raiders to trade their backup quarterback if they're offered a second or a third round choice, something like that. I fully expect Mariota to see some playing time on Saturday night. And I expect to see Peterman also get some reps in that game. Peterman looked like a genuine backup quarterback on Saturday night. That was the one takeaway 
uh, from that game about the quarterback situation. He's the teacher's pet. John <laughs> loved him coming out he of is. Pittsburgh. He did. He has overlooked the fact that he threw the five interceptions in that first half for Buffalo against San Diego. <laughs> they were then the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. And I have to tell you, he was a competent quarterback. Now, it wasn't the ones of the Seahawks, and Jamal Adams was still trying to get his contract. He didn't have to deal with that rascal. So it was a lot easier for Peter running against that Seahawks defense. But he still looked to me like a, an efficient NFL backup quarterback. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with Mariota here because uh, Vinny's talked about the Raiders basically have two starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. with uh, with Carr and Mariota. Hey, Mike Mayock and John Gruden both love Mariota coming yeah. out in the draft too, right? Yeah, they uh, so did. They would hate to part with him, but if at this point, if you got three quarterbacks, you're more confident in uh, Peterman being a number two. You would trade Mariota at the, this point. The right? difference between Mariota and Derek Carr, because John and I have talked yeah. about it, okay, is accuracy, okay. Derek is much more accurate than Mariota. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, accuracy is so much more important than the college game because the windows are narrower, okay? And the playmakers are on that ball as well as the receivers, okay? Now, when it comes to running, Mariota is much better than Derek. Mm-hmm. And John wishes that Derek would take off and would be more successful because quarterbacks have to run in today's NFL. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You've got to be able to pick up that third and three, Matty. I no think uh, with yeah. those three, uh, if they if they go into the season with those three, uh, the Raiders, uh, I think that their quarterback rotate, their quarterback depth is the best in the division from top to bottom. Agreed. Depth-wise. Uh, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Voice of the Las Vegas Raiders with us, Brent Musburger. We're going to talk college football in the next segment, uh, yes. but let's finish up with a couple NFL topics sure. here. Deshaun Watson, you think we will see him on the field at all this season? What would you questionable, questionable, questionable. I don't think we're going to see him with Houston. I think that, that that's pretty accurate. Uh, right. I'm willing to go down with that. Now, whether or not he's going to get a full suspension. Uh, the troubling story to me, and we don't know if it's true. I didn't see confirmation because the FBI does not confirm when they're moving in on an investigation. But there's a report coming out of Houston that the FBI is looking into these allegations right now. And that that would indicate to me that this is a little more serious mm-hmm. than perhaps we thought at the beginning. Okay. Uh, I'm very sad about it. Uh, I know Deshaun. Uh, I've known since he was a young player coming into Clemson. Um, I always enjoyed interviewing him and being around him, but it is what it is, and I don't think he'll play for Houston again under no. any circumstance. No. Impacting uh, the uh, win total, lowest win total on the board from four and a half. They bet it under to four. It's now down to four. Down to four. I yeah. think right now you'd make no the favorite that uh, he's going to play this right. season. You know, yeah. uh, let me go back to that number, okay? Honestly, I would bet the over on that, okay? And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you're in the same division with Jacksonville. Correct. Okay. Yep. And Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he looks like the real deal. Urban Meyer, first year in the NFL. You get two games against them, mm-hmm. okay? Certainly you ought to be able to split them. Uh, Indianapolis, are they going to be the same without Phillip Rivers? I'm not so sure. Nelson, the great guard's been hurt. Right. And uh, the Titans, uh, they were not a good defensive team no, last no. year. And they got by. So I, no power in other words, within that division, you you might be able to win three games, okay? Mm-hmm. And you get somewhere else. Yeah. Four, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Vinny? So I, uh, people should pay attention to the number and not the team. That's a sharp That's strategy, uh, Vinny. No. Betting over the lowest win totals. What? Brent Musburger. Yeah. He, he loves Texans, it. He's looking at the Texans over. I think Bill Belichick's going to have a big bounce back here. I like the mm-hmm. Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, to um, And if you yeah, think that, I do. bet the under on Buffalo. 
okay? Because the Patriots, they've got it at, what is it, Vinny, 11 still on yep. the Bills? Yep, and the uh, nine and a half for the uh, Pats. Because you got to play the Dolphins. you got to go into Miami Jets to play Jets. them. We'll get a couple wins against the Jets. I, you know, We don't know what the Jets are going to come up with. it. But New England should split. we got to take a break. Let's talk college football on the other side with Brent Musburger. Stay tuned. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. college football betting guide is here start your football season on the right foot 
Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our College of Pro Football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire season. Get your college betting guide for $19.99 or start your free trial on all-access today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Where is that, Vinny? vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, Vinny, there Mario you go, buddy. Good Matt job Evans, on that. Brent Musburger, my guys in the desert <laughs> here from the uh, South Point, and uh, Chris Andrews. Said you swaggered into his office uh, a couple weeks ago and recommended uh, some sort of college football prop. How'd that go down, Brent? Well, you know, sometimes he puts four teams out right. against the field. But as as Chris explained me, Brent, if I put the four teams out that are favorite, everybody jumped the four. So he said, "What do you think if I did a few more groupings?" I said, "I said go for it." Go for it. I said, people people love props like this. And so uh, he came up with it. And uh, Vinny, I think you predicted uh, which six teams would wind up being a favorite. Walk us through those six. Yeah, we. Uh, when I walked back to the office, it's funny because the day Brent was in here, Chris and I were just talking about it right before the show. So I said, we'll talk more after the show. Well, Brent got out of the studio and he went over to Chrissy. So we were having a, a good a good, smile, a good laugh. And uh, when he showed me, he goes, I put these teams together. So I looked at it and uh, there was the one group, which is which is the favorite, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia, along with UNC, Oregon, and Texas A&M. Minus a quarter. Had to make them the favorite. I mean, when you look at it, obviously, Ohio State right at the top, Oklahoma, given their schedule, uh, the, the leading candidate not saying he's going to win the Heisman but uh, certainly the leading candidate for the Heisman and then of course Georgia who does not play Alabama Texas A&M or LSU during the regular season this year so uh, I said to Chris I said Chris because he asked me he's you know the way Chris and I do things and I love this is that he'll say I got a price in mind what's your price and we compare and then Chris makes the final decision which is a great exercise and I said listen uh, this is this is this group has to be the favorite because of those three teams right uh, alone even though you know uh, A&M is you know there's high hopes for A&M with Jimbo Fisher this year UNC coming off a nice season uh, but it's still about Clemson in the ACC and of course Oregon in a wide open uh, Pac-12. So the other two groups, and I'll, I'll let Brent comment on it, uh, Alabama, Texas, Iowa State, Miami, Penn State, and Cincinnati, plus two and a quarter. Uh, the second group, Clemson, LSU, USC, Notre Dame, Florida, and Wisconsin at four to one, and everybody else grouped together uh, at 20 to one. And good action. We've not moved the price yet. I would, when bump, are you... I would bump that field price up to about 50. It's going to go up. The field will go I agree. up. <laughs> that field will go up. When do you take this down? When's the last time you can bet this? I want to make a point. Uh, pro- week one, Brent, but we could probably make an adjustment after. And I don't call it week zero. Uh, I know because, of course, that right. that first uh, week is, you know, that big Clemson-Georgia game that's is going to tell you. That's, that's gonna, the game. Yeah, that's okay. going to have a lot to say about a, a if, price. If Clemson yeah. comes through with a big win over sure. the dogs, right. that four to one will drop. There'll be action yeah. going in there. Sure. On, so you hold up on it going into that yeah. week, and then Chris will decide, yeah, do we want to leave it up or, or and make an adjustment? I think we can make an adjustment after uh, Who would you week. bet, Brent? Which, oh, uh, I would take the favorite, only because okay. I happen to be leaning toward the Buckeyes like right the Buckeyes, now. Yeah. I do like the Buckeyes, okay? I like that. Plus, you throw in Oklahoma, and this Georgia team looks decent. And, oh, by the way, Texas A&M is a sleeper in the yeah. SEC West. Now, now, I got Alabama. Everybody knows I love the tie. Mm-hmm. I love them. He's got to replace four coaches on the offensive side of the ball. And Nick Saban has told me his toughest job 
is coaching up the coaches, not the players. He wants the coaches to coach in a certain way. He did a great job with Sarkeesian, mm-hmm. who's now the head coach of Texas. We'll see what he does with Coach O'Brien in there, Matty. But there are too many questions for me to jump back in on my tide uh, that won it for me last year. So that's what I was – but right now, I would take Ohio State. Oklahoma's throwing in. Georgia's there. And like I said, Texas A&M, Oregon, and that, interestingly enough, Oregon, I believe, week two goes to Columbus yes, to play the Buckeyes. They do. Okay, mm-hmm. going to be a very big game. Which game early in the college football season are you most looking forward to? Is it, is it that Clemson Georgia? Absolutely, game? yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a trendsetter. Uh, listen, the dogs, Vinny. Did you tell me that they had a relatively easy schedule in the SEC? I don't think they play Alabama in the right. No, at, at Texas A and M, Alabama, or LSU. Yeah. So they're so really in a, in, a, in a terrific position. And I believe Texas A and M's game against Alabama is at. Uh, College Station. Brent, I know you love the Rose Bowl. I love Pasadena, my favorite place to watch college football games. That's a a sneaky good game, September 4th. LSU at UCLA. Interesting game. Right? Interesting game. See what Chip Kelly's got. They figure to be, what's the number on it? Four and a half. Four and a half. Mm -hmm. LSU. They figure to be, they can't be as bad as they were last year. And they changed the defensive coordinator uh, down at LSU. Um, But UCLA, you keep waiting for them to be a little bit stronger, you know? Uh, we'll see. We see what Coach comes up with. All right, great to see you, man. Uh, yeah. head, to, head to LA. You've got a game to call this weekend: Raiders at Rams. Brett Go Raiders. <laughs> to Scottsdale this week to host my guys in the desert from TPC Scottsdale Golf Course. We are taking the show on the road, Vinny. Good for you, Right after today's show, Brady Cannon's going to meet me out here at the South Point. You're going to fuel up with some steak and shake. We're going to head south over Hoover Dam down to Kingman, make a stop at Whataburger, head down to Glendale, Arizona tonight, and hopefully hit Portillo's before it closes. And then sometime on the way back, uh, we're going to hit Culver's in uh, Bullhead City, Arizona. Those are among the stops we have planned. But you know what? DraftKings is hosting a special event to celebrate the anticipated launch of regulated sports betting in Arizona. That's why we're headed uh, to Scottsdale's. Brady Cannon and I will be there on Friday afternoon, I believe, with DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avello to broadcast the show live from the course. We'll also be joined by a few special guests. And um, then we might even get in a round of golf. Uh, well, so first of hope all, hope you can tune in Friday afternoon. The TPC Scottsdale, the dining trifecta for today alone is is strong. But the, the price of you guys golfing while you're down there, it I, I can't make it. The yes is a it, it's huge. It's a definite big, huge favorite, biggest favorite on the board. Well, Come we on. have a tea time. Yeah, we have a tea time one o'clock tomorrow at TPC Scottsdale. Well, there you go. All right. I'm going to try to talk Brady. If he doesn't want to go, that's fine. I'll go. Uh, Portillo's is going to be lunch before golf tomorrow too. So. <laughs> Over-under number of Portillo stops in Phoenix on this uh, weekend trip. Wait, you're going to be there tonight, and then on, when you come back, for, uh, you're coming back, back on Saturday? Saturday? Oh, you're going every day. Yeah. Every day. At least three stops, maybe four. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Three and a half over. But how about, uh, how about the uh, regulated sports betting in Arizona? And uh, the yeah. DraftKings opening a sports book at TPC Scottsdale. Uh, Vinny, it's a, it's a new world we live in uh, in sports betting, right? Unbelievable, Matt. And, and uh, you know, it passed earlier this year uh, in Arizona, 
and it legislatively it was it was uh, uh, taking place last year the uh, uh-huh. on the uh, the process and then it passed earlier this year and they're on an accelerated pace they want to get it open for for football season I don't know if it'll be open for the beginning of the season uh, you'll have a better idea when you get down there and Johnny I'm sure uh, Johnny Avella of DraftKings will have a uh, uh, an update on that, but uh, I think there, uh, it's ten licenses. I think in uh, Arizona, Matt, and uh, congrats to uh, DraftKings. The wave of the future, Vinny. Yeah. Look at it right now. You got a sports book at Wrigley Field. You're going to be able to every stadium you walk into. I'm not sure oh. how soon it's going to happen in college sports, or you know when that might happen. But every pro uh, yeah. stadium you walk into, you're going to be able to. There's going to be a sports book. You might mm-hmm. be able to bet at your seat. You're going to be able to bet live. I mean, think about the wave of the future in sports betting and with books on these venues, whether it be golf courses, football stadiums, basketball arenas, whatever. Yeah, sure, Madison yeah. Square Garden. You got, you got Washington D.C. Matt, the thing is that as long as it's legal in that state, just look at the phone apps alone. So technically, you know what? It just there's not too many. There's mm-hmm. there's more arenas. Every year or every every season now, as we get through these seasons, that you have the ability to wager on sports because of because of the apps. I mean, yeah. you go to Colorado. I want to say there's a, but seven at least seventeen uh, to twenty one different apps available in the state of Colorado alone. I know a couple of sharp betters who are holed up in Colorado right now. You know, firing away, oh, taking go. advantage of uh, some promotions there and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the books there, things of that sort. All right, Vinny, we have the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right here's the sheet from the South Point, the Northern Trust. There it is, buddy. Uh, the odds, the matchups, it's all up right now. And uh, this is the first tournament in the FedEx Cup playoffs. You've got 125 players in the field. And uh, we'll take a look at our best bets this week. Kevin Kistner came through for me last week at 55-1 to in a six-man playoff. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm Well done, Matt. Well, sometimes you have to get a little bit lucky because you also get unlucky, Vinny. I've, I've lost in a playoff several times this season as well. But it's nice to go into the FedEx Cup with a win here. I didn't play any deep long shots this week. Kisner, like I said, was 55-1 to last week. Uh, I played, I think the odds are drifting to the point on Brooks Kepka where you can play him now. And Kepka is kind of one of those players who steps up on a big stage. Mm-hmm. If it's a lesser tournament, he doesn't get fired up to play for it. I think the FedEx Cup playoffs kind of his last chance to make a statement this season, and the course should fit his game. Uh, I've got Kepka at twenty-seven to one. You have a, a competitive number here at the South. Point. Twenty-five, Matt. Yep. So uh, yeah, but Kepka. But if you notice these prices, man, we use a smaller field, uh, uh, overall field. We have forty-nine golfers and a and a field, so a bigger mm-hmm. field, if you will, in terms of the uh, the field price. Uh, and then we we do a lot more uh, head-to-head matchups, but that's just just a matter of philosophy and what the, what the folks. You know, uh, I, I did want to ask grab. you about that yeah. quickly. So, as as a bookmaker, what what what's your thinking on that? Instead of posting a number on every player mm-hmm. in the tournament and then putting the field at three to one, is that uh, what's your philosophy? On bigger that? field. Some people like a bigger mm-hmm. field. Uh, just you know, and, and our clientele here at South Point, they seem to gravitate towards a bigger field. You actually okay. take a decent amount of action yeah, on the field. They'll bet the field yeah. because there's a, there's there's a lot of a lot more golfers in it, you know. And now they'll go bet other golfers at longer prices. Mm-hmm. And but you have, again the shopping aspect. But the other part of it is the head-to-head matchups. Now, when we get to the majors, as you know, we put up a, a much bigger se- uh, set of players. And uh, you know a much smaller field. So, but these prices also, Matt, are reflective of exactly what you're talking about. That this is a playoff. So it's, it seems it, the thought is it's much more competitive mm-hmm. too by a lot of these these golfers. So you're not going all the way up. You don't see as many. Uh, you know you don't see as two hundreds. Uh, 300 to one, 500 to ones, as you would uh, in some of the oh, tournaments no out there. Yeah, a lot of times in these playoff events, you have elite players who mm-hmm. win. 
Um, all right, so aside from Brooks Koepka, I played Daniel Berger, 20, I think I got, yeah, actually I found 30 to 1 on Berger, but I've got 28 to 1 listed there. Okay. I found a better number, uh, just slightly better, not a big deal. Scotty Scheffler at 33 to 1, and Adam Scott at 45 to 1. Uh, Scott has won on this course, by the way. He's a horse-for-the-course type of player. And Vinny, he blew a th- about a three-foot putt, three or four-foot putt that could have won the tournament last week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see if Scotty can bounce back from that. I took Kepka, Berger, Scheffler, and Scott. Let's look at Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds and their best bets this week. Brady Cannon's got two similar plays with me, by the way. He also played Berger and Scheffler. Okay. Uh, so, you know what? And Wes Reynolds matched up on uh, – on one of those players as well, I think it was Daniel Berger. All three of us had Daniel Berger. Is that a bad sign or a good sign, Benny? Well, I don't know. I just don't want you and uh, Brady to start watching soap operas no matter what <laughs> happens after this. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Wes took it a little hard the other day. <laughs> and the next thing we knew, he was in front of, what was it, Days of Our Lives Days or something? Days of Our Lives. Yeah, he's, tweeting about, he's tweeting out highlights from Days so, of Our Lives. So uh, just whatever happens, uh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Reynolds right there, Rory McIlroy 22, Justin Thomas 28, Patrick Cantlay 33, Daniel Berger, and Paul Casey. He's got matchups, Neiman okay. over Fitzpatrick, and Webb Simpson over Fat Pat. Uh, those are his matchups. Brady Cannon, like I said, we had two common plays in Berger and uh, Scheffler uh, this week. So, Well, credit you guys uh, all season long. You've uh, you've done well in futures. You've got seven outrights. And... Uh, in the head-to-head. So, uh, well done to you, Wes and Brady, on long shots. Well, My guys in the desert taking a show on the road Friday to TPC Scottsdale. Brady Cannon and uh, myself headed down there tonight. And uh, we will be live on Friday from the DraftKings Sportsbook at TPC. Uh, we're going to talk baseball next. Stay tuned. love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need, real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, and more. Visit OddsTrader.com. It's great to have Bob Nightingale on today, USA Today, Major League Baseball columnist, and uh, we're going to talk the Mets, Vinny's Mets, fading fast, and a lot more <laughs> here with uh, Bob Nightingale. Uh, Bob, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing great, Matt. Thanks. I saw you tweet about the Padres and their pitching injuries continuing. Jake Arrieta left the game with a hamstring injury in the fourth inning today. The Padres in real danger of missing the playoffs uh, right now, Bob. It's great to have uh, Fernando Tatis back, but the Padres uh, might not be in the postseason. Right now, if you had to bet on it, would you say the Padres will be a playoff team or not? Yeah, I still do, and they're playing terrible baseball. Lost three to four to Arizona, the worst team in baseball, and then they – you know, Rockies uh, last night losing today. Uh, but, you know, the Reds aren't helping themselves either. They just lost, you know, right. two in a row to a ter- terrible Cubs team. Uh, yeah, I, I want to sleep on the Cardinals. I mean, I don't like their chances. But, you know, if the uh, you know, Padres and Reds don't wake up, you never know. Padres right now trail the Rockies 7-5 to in the seventh inning. That's a Coors Field. And uh, final today in baseball. The Cubs take down the Reds. That's two in a row. The Reds can't afford to lose home games to the Cubs. 7-1 to the final in Cincinnati. And by the way, the Twins did finish off the Indians finally in 11 innings, 8-7 to today. Uh, Bob, you tweeted about how the Red Sox have virtually the same record since July 6th as the Orioles. And uh, if you take away their head-to-head series last weekend, that was a Red Sox three-game sweep. Boston would be 12-21 and in that stretch, and Baltimore 11-20. and What do you think the main reasons are for the uh, Red Sox slide? Well, their starting rotation hasn't been the same. I mean, they've, uh, they did pitch well against the uh, you know, Yankees you know, hung around. Uh, but yeah, just you know, the losing the uh, losing the close games, but their offense is taking a big hit. 
uh, everybody's, uh, you know, hasn't been the same for about the past month. So just saying that, you know, the little things all all going wrong. Uh, but the rotation, you know, I mean, Chris Taylor is back. That's going to help. Evaldi is still pitching well. But everybody else is kind of taking a step backwards for him. And the race for the number one draft pick, as you tweeted, the Orioles have moved into a tie with the D-backs for the worst record in baseball with their second 13-game losing streak of the season. Hey, tonight in the Bronx, the uh, Red Sox and Yankees do it again, and the Yankees have some life now, Bob. They're tied with the Red Sox in the division five games back of the Rays. Uh, do you think the Yankees are going to overtake the Red Sox here down the stretch? You, I, I would think most people would bet on that right now, thinking the Yankees are hot. Uh, they made some big deals before the trade deadline, and they look like a much better much better team. Yeah, much more athletic team, too. I mean, uh, what, they only had like 20 stolen bases the first half, and now they're leading the American League in stolen bases, or tied for the uh, lead uh, since the All-Star break. So, yeah, look like a completely different team. You know, now you got Garrett Cole back. Uh, you got, you know, Rizzo's coming back. So, uh, I liked him uh, to hang on and uh, stay ahead of Boston. I still think Tampa's a better team, mm-hmm. so I'll still go with Tampa. I still go with Tampa to win the division. Yeah, I would too. And uh, in fact, I was talking about that two months ago. I would have played the Rays at that point to uh, win the American League East. Red Sox and Yankees at seven oh five Eastern tonight. Vinny, what's the uh, current number? The pitching matchup is uh, Pavetta and Haney tonight in the Bronx. And the Yankees, Matt, uh, fifteen cents and climbing off of uh, about a twelve ten ten cent opener, and uh, no surprise here. A total sitting at 10 and getting bet over. All right. Uh, Bob, when uh, when you look at the Yankees, just big picture, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think is going to happen in the offseason? Who, who might the Yankees bring back? Who are they going to let go? Uh, because they obviously can't keep all these guys. What, what, what changes do you think make sense for the Yankees this offseason? Well, I can see the Yankees and uh, Red Sox both in a, uh, you know, a little mini bidding war for uh, Anthony Rizzo. See what happens there. I mean, they, they need a left-handed bat. So uh, do that. I'm not sure they're going to jump in on any of the big free agents. I mean, Max Scherzer doesn't want to uh, go there. Uh, you know, it's not a star-studded, you know, starting rotation class as it is. Uh, I could see them saying, you know, to Robbie Ray, hey, you can pitch in the American League East. How about come and pitch for us? I can, I can certainly see that. And, uh, you know, we'll see about, you know, some relief help. Uh, I'd be curious, too, to see what they do for a shortstop. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if they'd jump in with the uh, Carlos Correa or not. Uh, I would think Trevor's story would make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I do, too. What about Gallo? Do you think uh, the Yankees would bring back Joey Gallo? Well, he's got, you know, he's got one more year left uh, salary arbitration. Uh, so, yeah, I, okay. I, I think they will and hope for the best. Uh, yeah, they'll just pay the salary arbitration for him. Yeah, it's interesting that Rizzo could be a bidding war between the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees in the offseason. We got an update from San Francisco right now. Brent Musburger's bet on the Mets is alive. It's not well. But uh, <laughs> the Niners, excuse me, uh, San Francisco Giants lead the Mets 1-0. Two outs in the seventh, and the Mets do have a runner on first, uh, so they're threatening here, Vinny. Your Mets are now one game under 500. Boy, the, you know what? They become more my Mets every uh, the worse they do. But they did bet the Mets today. Uh, they bet uh, bet against the Giants today. Giants opened a dollar fifty, went to a dollar forty. But of course, uh, you know the Mets uh, on hard times, and uh, you know what? Uh, but and their owner Steve Cohen. Uh, has taken issue with it. I'm, I'm surprised it took this long. And by the way, this is not me. Uh, this is not my tweet. Uh, I'm going to read Go ahead, this tweet read it. to you. Steve Cohen's tweet. Steve Cohen. It's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. 
The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Steve Cohen, owner of the New York Mets, finally coming out of out of his shell and voicing his opinion. Bob, what do you think of that uh, tweet by Steve Cohen and the uh, the ripple effect that's um, from that from uh, Steve Cohen calling out some underachieving players? Well, certainly it's not working because they're getting shut out today, and this is after <laughs> Clavini uh, left, I think, in the second inning for the uh, Giants. So there's he's thrown a bullpen game with after his injury. So yeah, I mean. You know, it's kind of an indictment on the whole organization, really. Uh, it sure makes you wonder if they make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, is Louis Rojas fired? Does Sandy Alderson stick around? I I think uh, what they'll do is they uh, hire Theo Epstein as their president of baseball operations and, and uh, give control to him uh, sometime this offseason. Uh, I'd be, actually be surprised if, he, if he's not. Bob Nightingale with us, USA Today MLB columnist, MLB Network Insider. Vinny, uh, yeah, you'd be I, okay with that. Theo taking over your mess. I have no, right? uh, no problem with that at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it took uh, Steve Cohen this long to, to really uh, call, you know, call the team out. But I think he's been more than patient. I was going to ask Bob, you know, Bob in the in the National League East. I think, I think it's going to be a one, uh, a one postseason division, a one team postseason division. Uh, your take on the Phillies, who had that eight-game winning streak, now they've lost five of seven. But it looks like the Braves uh, have done have done the best job. They did the best job, I think, at the trade deadline. And uh, even with Acuna going out, they seem to be playing the best ball right now. Who do you like in the uh, National League East? I like Atlanta. You know, I like them beginning the year. And then, you know, like everybody else, I fell out of love with them with all the injuries. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to Alex Antopoulos. I mean, these guys were dead and buried, and then he refused to, you know, succumb to it. And so they got four outfillers, uh, you know, got a couple relievers. And, you know, talking to him the other day, it's their best thing about being in the NL East. It's the NL East. You know, mm-hmm. if it was the tougher division, never would have been that aggressive. So, you know, kudos for them to, for, for going this thing. I think they're definitely the team to beat. You know, I'm in uh, Phoenix now. Uh, yeah, Philly, you know, Philly's offense has just really been struggling lately. Uh, you know, pitching has been so-so. But, but the offense is you know, taking a dive. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're a funny team. They kind of tease you. But at the end, it's like they're always around 500, but nothing better. Vinny, I yeah. bet the uh, Braves to win this division, I think in early June, at plus 175. Well, I thought the Mets were just overpriced at that point. Yeah. Uh, but when Ronald Acuna went down, I said, well, uh, there goes that bet. That's lost. I don't think the Braves can win the division without Acuna, but look how well they're playing without one of the top ten players in baseball. Good point, Matt. And about a month ago, they were 8-1 to one to win the division. Yeah. When the Mets had their uh, four-game lead, they were like minus $2, minus two or minus uh, $3, and I think the Phillies were like 5-1, to one. and uh, now you, you look at the Braves, they're 5-7 uh, to seven favorites for the division, rightfully so. Vinny, tonight, Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels in Detroit against uh, the Tigers and Tariq Skubal. And uh, Otani right now about a buck thirty favorite. Yeah, it? it's a, a little surprise. We're starting to get some, uh, some Angels money. Uh, Matt, we did open uh, uh, the Rays. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the Angels as dollar forty five favorites, um, and it's come down. We went to a dollar twenty six earlier, eight and a half. The over uh, uh, from over uh, the uh, now uh, the uh, total is a pick'em. Bob, I wanted to get your uh, opinion on this. I think it's. It would be uh, a shame. It would be almost like a, a crime if Shohei Otani does not win MVP in the American League. Okay, I know that 
Vladimir Guerrero's got great offensive numbers. Shohei's got 39 homers, 86 RBIs, batting 269, a war of 4.1. All the offensive numbers are going to be comparable. But what he's doing as a pitcher, I think uh, he should blow away Guerrero and MVP voting. Shohei Otani in 17 starts, 7-1, and one, uh, 11 strikeouts per nine, a whip of 1.09, a war of 3.4. How do you not vote for Shohei as AL MVP? Yeah, I think he's going to win it unanimously. I really do. Okay. Uh, he'd, have to get, he'd have to get hurt. Uh, I think Guerrero's only chance was to win the Triple Crown, and he has scuffled the second half. He hasn't been the same guy. The Blue Jays have fallen off. It's too bad Otani had that terrible game in the uh, in New York. It's like people remember yeah. remember that game mm-hmm. so much. He went what uh, third of an inning, two thirds of an inning, with uh, a disaster. But no, it's a uh, of all the uh, award races, you know, that was the biggest slam dunk. I really believe he'd have to he'd have to get hurt and miss about all of September for him not to win it. Right, I'm with you on that. All right, yeah. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, M- USA Today MLB columnist, NFL. MLB Network Insider. I got football in my brain today, Vinny. <laughs> That's all right, man. Uh, That's all right. Hey, Bob. Thanks, Thanks Bob. for the time. Always appreciate it when you jump on. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Bob. All right. That's Bob Nightingale. Also, Brent Musburger this hour. Hey, what about Jimmy Vaccaro? You want to check in with Jimmy V, hour number two? Oh, we should. Absolutely. Let's give Jimmy V a call. He's out in Pittsburgh. Uh, Jimmy V joins us in about 15 minutes here on My Guys in the Desert. about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.